Hi there, I'm Jamie Sweetland. This is episode 5 of The Reading List. Today we're talking about Everything Bad is Good for You by Stephen Johnson. Uh, This book has the subtitle, How Today's Popular Culture is Actually Making Us Smarter. This is another nonfiction book. Um, This is actually one that my wife had gotten in college and was getting ready to get rid of and sounded interesting, so I rescued it and decided to take a pink, and I'm glad I did. So, uh, synopsis for this one. Uh, Forget everything you've ever read about the age of dumbed-down instant gratification culture. In this provocative, unfailingly intelligent, thoroughly researched, and surprisingly convincing book, Stephen Johnson draws from fields as diverse as neuroscience, economics, and media theory to argue that the pop culture we soak in every day, from The Lord of the Rings to Grand Theft Auto to The Simpsons, has been growing more sophisticated with each passing year, and far from rotting our brains, is actually posing new cognitive challenges that are making our minds measurably sharper. You will never regard the glow of the video game or television screen the same way again. So this book is making uh, an argument against the thing that I'm sure we've all heard over and over again, that, oh, well, it was, you know, better back in the day when everybody wasn't glued to video games and TV and... TV is rotting your brain, and you're spending all your time sitting around playing video games. It can't possibly be good for you. Uh, This book is the counter-argument to that. And it it took an unexpected track of making that argument. I kind of thought it was going to be about, uh, well, these these things you think are bad for you. Actually, you're, you're learning more information, so it's better. But it turns out it has nothing to do with whether or not you're learning things specific pieces of information, I mean. It has more to do with the fact that when you play a video game, for example, your brain has to keep track of a lot that you don't even realize it's keeping track of. And if you compare it to something like a, a regular old game that you would have to play just on on a board game, say checkers, just for sake of argument, we'll compare checkers and uh, like a Nintendo game. So with checkers, you have to keep track of where all the pieces are and think a few moves ahead. It, it requires some thinking, but it's not overly taxing. You don't realize how much work you're actually doing, though, when you're playing a video game. Not only are you keeping track of where your character is, you're keeping track of where all the other characters in the game are. You have, often if you've played it before, a map of what the levels look like held inside your head the whole time so you know where you're going. And you have to do all of this while keeping track of your health meter, keeping track of any special items you have to pick up, whether or not it's the right time to use those items. And, oh, by the way, while you're doing this, you also have to have completely independent control of your fingers to be able to control the character on the screen and translate that hand-eye coordination into movement of your character. So there's a whole lot more that's actually happening. And it's those cognitive challenges that are actually good for you. That playing a video game exercises your brain in a way that certain other things just don't do. And it's the same with TV. And the, the, the comparison made with TV is that TV shows have gotten way more complex than they used to be. I mean, go back and watch something like, uh, what was that Andy Griffith show? With Opie, where they, you know, he was the sheriff. That, that show is pretty straightforward. Everybody can agree that it's pretty pretty pleasant to watch, but it's not going to, you know, really make you think too much. Try to compare the complexity of that show to something like Game of Thrones. Simply understanding what is happening in any episode of Game of Thrones is enough to give anyone a migraine. 
And I love that show, but it requires a lot of mental effort to keep track of who everyone is, how they're connected, why certain events are significant, and the exercise of actually doing that actually makes your brain stronger and is making us as a whole, as a society, smarter. And I just think that's a really fascinating outlook that I had, I had never considered before I read this. So if that sort of like pop psychology is interesting to you, 100%, read this book. Um, I give it probably a four out of five. Uh, it's not the best book I've ever read, but it was really interesting. And it didn't take that long to read. It's not that, not that difficult reading. So that is it for Everything Bad is Good for You by Stephen Johnson. Uh, a couple notes before we close out here. Uh, we are part of the InCast Media Network, as you have probably noticed if you listen all the way to the end and you hear the little stinger at the end. Um, that means we're in a podcast network with a couple other shows. Uh, a good friend of mine, Alex Albisu, is the guy who runs that network. He also runs a couple of the shows on the network, the Geek 30 Happy Hour and the Dad Chronicle, both of which I have appeared on a couple times. Um, Dad Chronicle should be coming out probably the same week this drops. So keep an eye out for that. Take a listen. And uh, until next week... Oh, one other note. Speaking of next week, we are on a set release schedule now. We will be releasing every Tuesday... Uh, my goal is to have the podcast up and available for your morning commute. If I can't, I will definitely have it for your evening commute. It will be on Tuesdays for the foreseeable future. So keep your podcatchers ready. And until next time, read more books. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.